You know, in the last three and a half years, I've had three and a half-ish rounds of multiple combination surgeries in the plastics realm. And that in itself breeds its own work of patience, let alone the patience it took me to get to the point of being able to have that. Hey friends, this is the Next Level Glam Podcast and I'm Glam Gal. Thank you for joining me as I discuss all things transformation inside and out with my sisters in Christ. Pull up a chair. It's about to go next level. Hey friends, welcome back to the Next Level Glam Podcast, where salvation is always a free gift and there's no double talk. That's right, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. I just want to give a shout out to everybody who was so kind and sent me such encouragement when I launched this podcast. It really, really touched me to know that as much as I'm out here to spread uh, joy and peace and knowledge in the Lord, that you guys are kind of edifying me with the same. You guys are ministering that to me, and that's something that I didn't even consider when I launched this podcast about the two-way street that this could be. And um, it really, really encouraged me to keep going, and um, I hope that you find encouragement through this podcast. It's not the easiest thing to put yourself out there and uh, be open with your flaws or your imperfections or even you know the very realness of life. And you guys, the more that you share with me, the more that you're making it more comfortable for me to do so. And hopefully by doing so, it helps you. It's one of those things where the enemy really wants me to keep things under wraps uh, you know, because of this thing we call the ego, like what people will think or whatever. But you know what? Ego be damned. We're going to be talking real. We're going to keep it real. We're going to um, use, you know, whatever God can use for my life to help someone else out. It's that's what it's all about. You know, we're still in January. All right. Like things are flying by. We're no stranger to new year's resolutions or goals for the year. And you know, what's shocking is when I looked into it is that by the end of the first week in January, 23% of those who set a new year's resolution have already quit. By the end of this month, 43% of those who set a resolution for the year will quit. Only 9% of people who set a resolution will see themselves reach the end. 9%. How many of us have started to implement change and then we quit when we didn't see the verifiable truth of getting anywhere near the desired result? Hi, right here. I'm one of them. For me, it had to do with the fact that I wasn't seeing exactly what I wanted to see in the mirror or on the scale that would cause me to self-sabotage. You know, if I were, you know, depriving myself or torturing myself, which is how I looked at it, at you know, in years past, um, if I didn't see the result of what I assumed should be there, then I, it was a failure. I should just quit. And now that I look back, I realize that I lacked patience from the very get-go. We're going to be talking about patience in regards to the journey that we have for transforming our bodies. First of all, what people I think really lack is that they don't bring Jesus with them on these journeys. A lot of people think Jesus is like up here and he's like looking down and really he's in here. You know, we need to realize that we take him wherever we go, but it's intentional of acknowledging him when you're going through it. It's a lot more enjoyable and beneficial to take Jesus with us. He's going to develop qualities that we don't even realize that we need to get to the other side. He's going to be there when you're crying, when you want to quit. He's going to be there when you're screaming that you got a bad rap in this life, that it's just not fair. He might even witness your cussing when you think you can't hold that plank another dang second. It's one of those things. It's a very intimate relationship. It's a relationship with Jesus. It's not religion. The point is, you don't have to do this alone. And, and by all means, I don't suggest that you do. 
honestly, I know that a lot of people probably look at my before and after and they just see the surface level. They've seen how much I've changed based on that. But the reality of the matter is, is I've changed even more on the inside. If I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast in the Lord about it. There's no way I could have achieved what I've achieved so far if it wasn't for his companionship. He's giving me self-discipline, self-control, a desire to be strong, the enjoyment of using my body in ways that I never thought I could or told myself that I didn't want to. And yes, he also has given me a seed of patience. They're not always present, but it's around a lot more than when I first started. It's been a growing process on those qualities that have made the biggest difference in my success. So when you're sitting there with your eyes closed and you're visualizing your best self and like what that looks like, you need to start seeing the qualities that need to be developed that are intangible, that are necessary for you to get there. Ultimately, I had to realize that God is patient with us. I don't know about you, but patience has never been my strong suit. And God knows the environment that I was raised around wasn't very patient. So it's been a work to deprogram myself with getting annoyed at things that I shouldn't. And ultimately, I feel like lack of patience really just translates to lack of grace. The minute that I feel like my the pressure is really coming in to pop my top off on people, like my very own loved ones or even myself, I pause and I give myself a good dose of grace because we all know, like I've talked about, it starts here and then it flows out when we're displaying patience, not just out in the world, but to our own families, guys, you know, it, it, it goes a long way. We want to be good witnesses as believers and practice patience. It's such a needed focus. We hear that love is patient. God is patient. He doesn't just drop a little bit of like patience dust on our heads and all is well. He gives us an opportunity to be patient in. So you're like, God, I want more patience. Well, don't be surprised if you're like me and you're stopping at the store and the person in front of you has like a cartload of stuff and the cash register lady is literally a turtle back there. And you can seem justified that you just want to scream, like, let's get a move in, you know, whatever excuse it is. But there are times now where I feel God just giving me a subtle push that this is an opportunity for me to display, especially in front of my kid, patience. It, it takes some refinement. When we tap into that, we are able to display supernatural dispensation of patience. You might even notice some things about yourself as you go along. You know, you're getting an idea, scaling what kind of patience you're at. Sometimes it seems like we start from the negative and it might show you that sometimes you're kind of a brat, but we call these areas to work on, areas to, to, to make improvement. You have strengths and weaknesses. I know that God can take our weaknesses through Christ and make them our strengths. So with the application of patience comes the long-term results. The whole entire thing of instant gratification in the society has completely harmed us. That goes without saying. But you kind of need to throw that in the trash, all right? When we're looking at someone else, which is a whole other conversation in itself, but when we find ourselves looking at someone else and we're striving to go after that, let's say, we don't even know what all goes into what they have done, what they're doing. We don't know. But I can tell you that there are no shortcuts. You know, if there were, I would have found them. There is nothing about the journey of self-improvement that comes naturally or easily. And I keep learning this as I go about my own. 
We don't deserve the short game though, guys. We're going for the long term. We're shooting the long game here. This is an investment for something for the rest of your life. This isn't something that you can just like, you get to a certain point and you stop. You have to keep moving that finish line back. Otherwise you get stuck in a rut. And sometimes, yeah, we regress and um, go into those cycles where we're not really getting anywhere. Change slash progress isn't linear. All right. There are a whole lot of ups in this journey. There are a whole lot of downs in this journey. Uh, yeah. Some stagnant parts. People don't like to talk about like the loose skin where it should make you feel better about yourself. And sometimes it does the complete opposite. You're going to suffer some losses, you know, along the journey, but you only lose when you quit. I only started seeing results when I stopped quitting. I know huge huge gap there, right? Like it's so complicated, but it's true. Just because we don't see the number on the scale that's supposed to make us feel a certain way, or, you know, just because we don't see in the mirror on our bodies the way that we think it should, doesn't mean that changes aren't happening. They're just not the changes that you would like to see happening the moment that you want to see them. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, there is definitely some perks to weighing yourself. Unless you have requirements by your doctor, I really, really recommend that you ditch the scale. I literally had the biggest breakthrough in my journey when I got rid of that thing. I've always hated the scale. Some people, you know, they want to hold themselves accountable or like whatever it is. But I know that some people, they're better at, you know, weighing themselves maybe once a month and they put it away and other people have like no self-control about it. And they're on that thing all the time. Just by doing that, you're putting yourself in like this prison. I at times would be thinking that I'm, I'm doing really, really well and I'll step on the scale and I'll see this number that doesn't reflect all the hard work or all the changes that I've done, you know, and it makes me feel like I have to instill A, B, or C tactics to get that number down. Because when I get to that number, then I'm going to feel like fill in the blank. It didn't matter that the armholes in my shirts were loosening up and clothes were fitting better. I would just put myself under condemnation and then that would burst out all the old cycles of self-sabotage, like causing me to act out in ways that were super counterproductive to my overall goal. Other times I would see successes, you know, in the mirror, you know, where you're kind of like deep bloated and, you know, your pants sizes are going down and, you know, maybe not to the people who see you like every day, but the ones that maybe don't notice or see you every day and they make a comment like that to me also would make me feel uncomfortable and it would cause me to self-sabotage again. It was me living outside the comfort zone and I didn't realize how hard it was to truly not be comfortable. Like I would almost like, like reel back to the old because the new was new and scary. And uh, it took me a long time to realize that I, I kind of had to ignore people's comments, um, you know, whether they meant well by them or not, so that I could just focus on what I thought and what I was seeing and not have to have any validation from anybody else. I want to just remind you that when we decide to commit to change, mixing things up, growth, the old mindset's really going to fight you on that. It's going to remind you of all the times that you tried and failed. It's going to remind you how comfortable you are and you're fine the way you are. It's going to make you feel like you have a place to judge things before you've even gotten to the point that you can make that judgment. What we really should be focused on is that change is happening. Little wins day to day it may require us to go through a period of being in this middle place where you just don't even recognize yourself like the goo in the caterpillar cocoon before you emerge as a butterfly. Your body needs time to shift things around and let go of some of the things that you've been holding on to.
These feelings happen to everybody who put themselves under subjection and implements some form of self-discipline to meet a goal. Training the way that you pray, the way that you think, the way that you eat, the way that you move. A healthy physique takes time. It took time to get you where your starting point is, and it's going to take time to get to wherever you're going. It's like the one thing in this whole thing that we can't control is the time that it takes to get to where we want to go. So in order to make that the best go of it, you need to be practicing patience. Focus on what you can control. Make adjustments as you learn and how you learn to communicate with your body, what it's telling you. No one has the same journey. And that's why it's so important to have the spirit because he's going to be prompting you a lot. It's going to gently correct you to help improve you because he's the helper. He's the comforter. He's the discerner of all truth. And it's all tapped in right through here. It's just up to us to use it to our benefit. We really need to come together, guys, and lose the stigma that losing weight means that you're going to get your dream body or make you feel a certain way. But we really need to see ourselves more as a work in progress, guys. It's like we're under construction and we need to see ourselves as the project and not fully done. Just speaking from my own journey alone, guys, not a lot of people know the inside scoop of how I got from there to here. It's been a long road of making some little changes that add up to big things. And, you know, in the last three and a half years, I've had three and a half ish rounds of multiple combination surgeries in the plastics realm. And that in itself breeds its own work of patience, let alone the patience it took me to get to the point of being able to have that. And here I am about six months out of my latest procedure. And it's such a faith builder for me to see how God has been faithful to what dreams he put on my heart about how he was going to be there for me and, and take me to the next level of where I wanted to see myself. But there's still times where I look in the mirror, guys, and I see everything that I haven't tackled yet. And it makes me feel very impatient. It makes me feel like I have to hurry or, um, you know, sometimes it feels like it all hasn't been worth it because I still have, you know, this to work on. And it outweighs all the things that I have done right, all the things that I have overcome. It's easy to want to quit on your dreams. It's, it gets tiring, you know. And um, some of the things that you want to continue to, to do for yourself, it can seem impossible. I just want to encourage us all today to stay patient and keep going. As much as I'm taking this time in this winter to um, rest and reformulate and get a vision for the year, I know that the time is coming now where I need to, again, pull myself up by my bootstraps and move forward and keep showing up for myself every single day. It's okay that we fall off sometimes, guys. We're humans, all right? We're, we have so much to learn. Have grace, be patient with yourself. And let's learn how to be patient in the discomfort rather than in the comfortable comfort zone. What kind of things did you implement that gave you breakthroughs on your journey? As always, I am so grateful that you joined me here today. If you have any questions about anything, feel free to come over to my Instagram page at the Next Level Glam Podcast. Drop your questions, drop your comments. I'm so very grateful for all engagement. And I hope I see your beautiful faces the next time that we drop an episode. Until then, guys, grow in his grace.